On this episode of Progressive Palaver, the group talks to Tom Palmieri and Ann Rinaldi of Prague Stock. Hi and welcome to Progressive Palaver, a group of lifelong friends and appreciators of music discussing the greatest progressive rock bands album by album. I'm Joe Beauclair and on this episode of Progressive Palaver, I'm joined by my very good friends Ken Gregory and Paul Zotter as we welcome Tom Palmieri and Anne Rinaldi of Prague Stock. Tom. So we are here. Um, this is part of the ongoing this sort of mini series here on Progressive Palaver about Prog Stock 23. And so, you know, one of the one of the big, you know, uh, news items for Prog Stock 23 is the change of venue. So, so Tom, you and Anne are busily trying to sort of not only arrange a progressive rock festival, which is no small feat, but also integrate yourself into essentially a new community. While standing on our heads and uh, <laughs> spinning plates that we don't drop. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's very true. It's a good point. Um, but, but but this yeah. is this is this is an important sort of change for you, right? I mean, I know that. Yeah. So you you guys had a, a pretty um, solid history with Rawway, but. My guess is, you know, various forces in the world necessitated this move. But my guess is this is, in your opinion, better long term for the history of the festival? Or is this sort of like, you know, for the next three to five years type thing? Like what what drove you to to go to Rutherford? Uh, I'll, I'll try. That's a whole bunch in there. I'll unpack yeah. <laughs> it. Um, for, for, first and foremost, um, <clears throat> Um, we, we did have an issue uh, in Rawway. We're, we're making no bones about it. We, we very much enjoyed and, and loved the time that we've spent in Rawway since we started there with our first show in 2017. Um, and we were there, you know, for basically six years, uh, five shows on the big stage and one uh, that was in the COVID year. So we, we did kind of those no audience shows where we used Rawway's smaller theater for one of those days, if you guys remember the virtual prog stock of 2020. Um, and we've had a great time. Uh, the town is great. We, we love the city of Rawway in terms of its culture and everything else. Um, but realistically, I mean, you know, it's a, it, there's, it's a business, right? And so, you know, we, we spent a lot of time trying to make, uh, relationships with businesses, with the government, with the theater and its management and such. And, and it was just, it, it, um, we just ran into a problem. Um, but the, the problem really was, was kind of, uh, uh, it, it came about or the core, the root cause is really because, uh, the, the directorship, the leadership of the theater changed. Mm. In fact, we had, we had become familiar with, I think six directors or five, five or six directors over that time. Wow. Uh, and the very original director who I first met with, um, in, 
uh, early 2017 when we put this together for the first time we got on really well and and he was really into it and understood us and after a couple of years of being there while he was still the director he really got to know us and things were really building up steam and we got through 2019 that way and then some changes started to happen and then it went into you know four other directors over the remaining years and we were able to create relationships with the next one and the one after that but then it started getting difficult to keep doing that and it culminated this year quite frankly in kind of a let's say not ideal handoff from the uh last administration to the new one if you will and apparently i I don't think we were the only one but certainly our event was non-existent on their calendar and when i when i checked in with them in april as i had been doing every year since 2018 to get started that's when i learned the hard way that there was no venue for my festival and it wasn't as simple as they had not had us on the calendar from you know from the handoff but that they had already rented it out to some other events on our weekend oh my gosh so that that pretty much started the um i looked around i i was very very happy that i wasn't standing uh, at any height above ground that would have caused injury if I chose to just jump. <laughs> um, so, but, uh, wow. but yeah, but, uh, it was, um, it was quite a, an eye opener. And so for us, it actually caused us to have to do something that we had talked about doing over the previous two years, which was not in any way, shape or form attempting really to move the festival somewhere else, but it was to figure out what our options were because, over the years, as much as we love it and we love the people, most especially, if anyone ever hears this, the, the, the crew at the Union County Performing Arts Center, both the technical, the stage, uh, the house crew, absolutely stellar people. Mm-hmm. We love them. They're great. Mm-hmm. If I could get them to be involved in my festival, wherever it is, well, uh, <laughs> I, would, I would open the doors wide and let them in. They're so great, and they really get us. Um, and, you know, but quite frankly, the city of Rahway, generally speaking, has always been very appreciative and accepting, and the businesses, of course. Um, but, you know, we had always wanted to look for what our options were. We're not really of the opinion that a lot of people know about there being rock music in a, in a city like Rahway. Um, there are issues. It's the venue uh, allowed us to perform uh, great shows, no question. You, I know some of you guys attended some of them, and you've seen those great shows yeah, l- let's give them a proper send-off absolutely that the, the union county uh building there uh, it was close to rehearsal space which was just gold i forget the name of the facility but <laughs> that was but, Hell- hellhound studios yes. hellhound was just a, a a real perfect you know integration it was a block away or mm-hmm. whatnot yeah. and and you also had the outside courtyard where roby one was able to set up which 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 you know uh that 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 birthed something entirely uh complementary to this the festival with some out, outdoor performances absolutely no question and you yes. had the uh the the, the 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 snack bar area was just a classic uh kind of 1950s movie theater looking vibe right the great. cafe exactly yeah 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 yeah, yeah. But and, you, and- you you you've hit all the hot spots there um you know and it was a very nice building and it was well kept and uh yes absolutely you're absolutely right um, okay and then on the other side of the list you know, maybe the bathrooms were a little dated and a little cramped and whatnot. So you had you, you, you had some navigation issues. The the lobby was a little tight for the merch. Uh, more than a little, yes. In fact, you know, most years 
we had to spill over into the back parking lot and and get one of those big enclosed wedding style tents in order to basically create a room outside nice which was always weather related you know we did meet and greets and other events out there but it felt a little bit disconnected right so so you got all the pluses there's only a few minuses or whatever you might want to call them but yeah so that was that was on the list so starting in mid-april like i i mean this like right around tax day i find (laughs) out i don't have a venue um (laughs) yeah so you know think about it that's like a little over three months ago (laughs) and uh i've got bands i've got i've got 90 percent of my bands i've got Obviously, everything soaked in the dates and the timing, and get, I was almost ready to go with tickets on sale in May. That's why we delayed it to June because we had to get things in order. Um, so anyway, we went out and looked, and I canvassed the whole list of venues that we've been looking into and researching for years. Found a lot of the same problems and issues, but now I'm on a short clock. Are, are, are the venues even going to be available, and so on and so forth? So I had, I had found a venue that I thought we could do it at. Uh, in North Jersey, and I uh, was started walking down the road, and then I, 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 I'm not a believer in something you know uh, divine or anything else, but sometimes stuff happens, and you just have to be open to it. Um, uh, one a, a pair of our um, stellar five year patrons uh, who happens to live in the town of Rutherford, New Jersey, happened to tap me on the shoulder virtually and say um the venue here in town that we told you about last year that was just coming back to life seems to have a heartbeat why don't we put you together and we literally went from first conversation to verse first visitation the very next day and yes that night wow Uh, Wow. so and it's because of what we found when we got there now i'll tell you it is a it is a uh, the Williams Center is is has had new life breathed into it. It was defunct for quite a while, um, and it was owned by the borough of Rutherford. And then it was, um, I almost want to say, gifted um, to a developer. Uh, it was a transaction. It's actually documented. There's there's news articles on this. It was it was given sold to that developer for one dollar. Well, but with terms that made it clear that it had to turn into a certain type of development to uh, to revitalize the downtown and add lots of new energy to the borough of Rutherford, which quite frankly is fr- quite energetic. But the Williams Center had been defunct for so long, it needed to come back to life in a big way. So what will happen years hence with the Williams Center is that it will become uh, bigger than it is now, it will actually have a lot of construction done, and there will be um, there will be condominiums above it. There will be retail storefronts around it. It's going to be a huge uh, uh, compound complex at some wow. point in the near future. But so to you kind of posed as parts A, B, and C a little while ago, Joe. Yeah, um, it's kind of we had to move. We found something that was quite frankly, all right. I'll say it, manna from heaven. Uh, I want to thank very much uh, our, pro- our our five year patrons who brought it to our attention, um, David and Donna Belfield from from Rutherford, New Jersey, um, and of course the people at the Williams Center who said, "You want to do it here? Let's do it. Let's make it happen and tell us what we need to do." And they have said yes to everything that I've said. So this is awesome. Um, but uh, equally, we know that we, although we we think of this as our new home. Uh, we expect to be able to do it for the next roughly three, two to three years there, not because we want to leave or they would want us to leave, but because that's roughly when we believe the Williams Center will need to 
close its doors for a little while while they do all of the development work that is being planned and approved by the council in, in, in Rutherford. So, wow. and when that happens, they'll shut for a while and then we'll, we'll do something in those interim years or, or what have you. And, and then we'll, I have every intention of coming back, but I let's let the first year be successful. Let's see. Let's see how it goes. Outstanding. I'm, uh, I'm really excited for it. So a really kind of stupid sidebar that I keep getting question from my wife specifically has to do with, um, concessions at the Williams Center? Will there be food and libations available for us? Yeah, so, so um, by the way, uh, good on her for making you ask her questions. That's awesome. <laughs> That's the way it normally goes in most households, and mm. mine's no different. So, uh, so let me, let me go, let me answer that question in totality, because, you, you know, Ken listed all the great things right, yeah. that we had in Rahway. So, here we have the Williams Center, which, of course, if anyone goes to the website, you can see some some pictures and such that are up there now. They've really revamped the website about a few weeks ago. Um, it's got uh, it's it's based on a vaudeville style theater, a hundred years old and change, uh, except they have done renovation in the room and construction. So what we really have is just the orchestra orchestra section of such a theater. And in fact, it's almost exactly laid out the same way that Union County Performing Arts Center's main theater is. So when I did the new seat map, it was it took me. 20 minutes because <laughs> it's, it's got the same aisles and the a little bit different oh, wow. here and there but you know in fact all of our five-year patrons their seats are pretty much exactly in the same place they were in the old theater um so we've got that with a with a stage and all that stuff that you would expect and lights and sound and all that stuff you would expect they have a secondary theater so imagine if if you're standing you remember in your in your mind if you're standing in the union county performing arts center all of the seats that used to be in the loge and the mezzanine Mm-hmm. are gone and instead the whole back of the theater was turned into a new black box room up some stairs oh, wow. uh, and it is a separate uh, performance space that they use for standing room style events with its own stage and its own sound and everything else we're going to use that as our uh secondary um dealer and vendor room where all of our exhibitors and sponsors or a lot of them will be as well as all our meet and greets will run right there so you can literally come out of your seat go up a few stairs and you're right in the meet and greet area and then head out to the rest of the theater so that's all no more of this having to go outside stuff um the lobby and the atrium area is two floors so we can spread everything out uh, there's going to be an entire area upstairs where paul whitehead can basically hold court and set up his art as spread out as he likes oh, um, fantastic both floors, both in the black box and upstairs in the atrium, have bars that will be serving. Nice. Uh, and we're working on special um, sponsorships so that we can have beer and wine as well as soft drinks there. Uh, so it's going to be very similar to what people experienced uh, in the cafe in Rahway at the Union County Performing Arts Center. Um, to go a little further, um, this particular uh, center also has three working digital cinemas in the basement um and we're going to be using at least one of those to be showing some films really uh yes um in fact when we have the special event that precedes the festival early on friday afternoon when patrick moraz um will have a special session with our producers and patrons that is going to be him showing some video footage uh, that he wishes to show and then have a Q&A and an intimate discussion about it. So we're going to be leveraging that. We're also going to leverage one of those theaters um, for a special 
uh, video screening that Paul Whitehead is going to do with us. So that's going to be interesting. That'll be oh, on wow. Sunday afternoon. Um, so um, now in the basement next to those theaters, they are almost done with the construction. There will be a burger restaurant right in the basement of the Williams Center. So burgers and fries right there. Now let's go outside a little bit. I'm, I'm sort of answering your question, Joe, and going a little further. I love it. Right this, out, is, this is this right, is great. I'm gonna I'm gonna right, get right. high points for this. Good, good, good. Right. If you again, you can see pictures of this online. But right outside the doors, the glass doors that enter the theater, the all glass atrium, is a large plaza. It's literally one of those streets that was long ago turned into a pedestrian walkway, all brick laid it's basically a hangout plaza with 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 grassy areas and park benches and all that type of stuff it's it's a nice you know big plaza and roby wan will be plunked right outside those doors having a space again to command a lot of audience from the outside and make a lot of racket and make the people walking around the borough of rutherford wonder what the heck's going on over there <laughs> um and uh the town or at least the chamber of commerce in the borough of rutherford has decided that they are also going to put or or entice local restaurants to put stands right outside in the plaza where food will be arm's throw away. Outstanding. I'm trying to think of the things that we haven't done or figured out (laughs) for this. We keep going down the list of wouldn't it be nice if, and then more often than not, we can have that. So uh, let's, let's add a little bit more. Now that we didn't plan this and this wasn't part of us, but on our very same weekend, in the neighboring town of East Rutherford, which people may know for those who have ever frequented New Jersey, is the town that contains what's known as the Meadowlands mm-hmm. uh, Sports Complex, the MetLife Stadium, what used to be Giants and Jets Stadium, and and also the racetrack and, and all the other things that are the Meadowlands, as well as now the American Dream Mall, which everyone waited about a decade or two to actually get built and is really there now. <laughs> um complete with a ferris wheel that i still haven't seen move um but that that town is literally um a three minute walk away from the williams center if you look on a map you'll see some train tracks uh, just beyond one one or two blocks away and across those train tracks is east rutherford and right from there and for about three or four blocks they are going to close off all those streets in east rutherford because they are having a columbus day weekend festival outside where there will be food and drink on the streets all weekend long so wow. if people can't find a place to eat and drink uh, i i don't know i can't help them <laughs> <laughs> that sounds absolutely it's, outstanding and you, you can you can choose ahead of time how many steps you wish to walk before right. you reach food or drink and then go <laughs> <laughs> well this i mean this really sounds very exciting um this is actually going to be the first prog stock that i attend in person so i am very very excited for that <clears throat> Wow, and it sounds like this is going to be this is going to be maybe the one that I should have come to all along. So all this time, I think you've been living vicariously through the reports from Ken. That mostly? is correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Okay. Although I did the, um, I did see some of the live performances the COVID year online. Ah, okay. So the streaming one, right? Yeah. Not not quite the same, but that's a good point. By the way, as we as we did. Uh, starting in 2021, we decided to stream the live performances even when everyone returned to the theater. So we'll be doing that again this year. So in September, we will provide a means for, for people to buy tickets on the Stage It platform and, and see our live performances on stage. Perfect. Wonderful. 
So yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Ken. How about yeah, yeah, yeah. How about your specialized uh, crew? Uh, do you still have uh, Joel Simkis uh, doing audio mixing? Do you still have Matt Urban providing the amazing video services? Is it similar to prior years? So what I can say to you right now is um, a qualified yes, because the reason why it's qualified is because. Although I know a very large list that of people that we have spoken with and planned with that we know have agreed to continue and work with us this year, we haven't spoken to everybody yet. Um, in fact, we are maybe two days away from doing our mass email out to all of the prior volunteers to get their, their confirmations. So I want to say yes, because all the people you listed and many more are more than they're beyond welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be a part of it, but we have to confirm with each and one of them if they are able to, and then make sure that you know we can Indeed. can can accommodate them well. So um, I want to say yes. Uh, we know a lot of the cast of characters will be there. Yes, Matt Urban. Uh, yes, Robert Fraza on stage. Um, so a lot of the people who have always been there to produce what I think is some quite really top notch videography and sound quality from our recordings. Uh, we'll be there again, and uh, hopefully there will be a whole bunch of live releases done by the artists, as have been done recently. Uh, I'm sure you guys all have a copy of the Stratospherius release. Uh, oh, right. Now, right, 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 right. Yeah, we, I got, tell I, you, we actually did, I got we, tell, we yeah. spoke to Joe Dennison last just just last week. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, you found he found five minutes in between having to play <laughs> exactly. a couple Kansas songs. Uh, right. Yeah, we we right. caught him on his anniversary, his wedding anniversary date. So that <laughs> okay. turned out to be the best night. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's uh, the thing I'll say is that Joe, well, I mean, I think I think we're up to maybe five or six releases that have been done by artists um, from their live proc stock material that we've given them uh, that they've worked on and, and done great productions with uh, 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 Circuline, uh, Robert Berry, uh, uh, obviously yeah, Stratospherius, yeah, yeah. Uh, and there were there Kersner were some others. Did one, right? Yes, Kersner did one exactly. What's that? Third degree, right? Um, but uh, I will say with Joe's, you know, we were such Joe, we're such great friends that you know um, that uh, I, I believe we saw that the cuts of that uh, at least. 40 times because we helped him <laughs> go through. Do you see anything wrong here? You see anything wrong there? And the, and the excellent work done by, by Dave awesome. Kersner on the mixing for the mastering for that mastering, on, yeah. by, by Joel Barrios on his, I mean, just the mm. cast of people that are involved are so uh, none of us can thank these people enough for doing what they do for us and for the artists. And I hope the answer is yes to everyone who has been with us before. Um, in fact, I've extended the invitation to a couple of the people from the Union County Performing Arts Center team. So cool, smart, yeah, yep, yeah. yeah. brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, I, I, I don't want the crew to be uh, a, a second. I mean, they may be the reason why the bands continue to show up. I mean, I mean, because you get such great people. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that, and it may very well be true. And I'm just glad that um, that these people are willing to do what they do, whether it's they do it completely gratis. Because these people are not, they're not amateurs by any stretch. They are professionals, each and every one of them. Uh, and, you know, the ones that, that have to have uh, costs covered, they do it, they do it uh, very, very, very affordably for me. And they do it without trying to, you know, make a ton of profit. They're, they're just 
everyone has just been so gracious and and helpful in keeping this alive and we can't thank them enough thanks the village yep it's, yeah. it's incredible so tom by now everyone listening knows that you know you know running and creating and delivering a prog rock festival it's not something you just roll out of bed, you know, at the beginning of May and say, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this together." Um, I am a, I am a bit curious about, um, you know, you have to put three days of music together. Plus, like, is there a process that you go through, or is it, you know, is it, is there some, you know, divine intervention? Are people knocking on your door? Hey, or do you start with like? one artist and say okay i'm going to build a day around this how how does that all work personally I, i'm not going to put words in anyone else's mouth but personally i sometimes think that there are people asked such questions out in the world on camera or whatever and they come up with some sort of answer that i look at later or think about later and it's like no come on <laughs> it can't have been that well thought out in that plan sometimes stuff just happens and you just have to kind of go with it for a while and let the creativity kind of happen and you either do well or you don't it's it's it, it's a it's a process kind of but it's not a process of completely regimented x by y definitely going to go after it's it does sort of come together as some thoughts uh every year even while we're planning the current year we're thinking of things like well maybe not this year but that might be good for next year and it's kind of here kind of on a post-it note on a mind map board somewhere right and you kind of put a bunch of those together and then by the time we get everything for a year like this one, kind of in the bag by July, June or July at the latest, we did add one new artist just a few days ago. So we made it in under the July, <laughs> um, but that was an easy ad because I've been wanting to get Eric involved forever. But, um, but you know, we've got stuff that kind of is on that board. And so now August and September, we're only concentrating on making sure October happens. But I, I mean this, like November 1, we're starting to go back to that mind board and say, okay, mm -hmm. what did we think about and what do we want to do? For example, this year's lineup started from last year um, uh, because we were supposed to have Unitopia last year. <clears throat> and people might remember the announcement we had to make because Mark Truak had some health issues and we had to postpone that. And lots of things happened that caused Unitopia to, to be an even more incredible band than was originally planned in terms of its members, adding Chester Thompson, uh, originally adding Alfonso Johnson, but then recently having to replace Alfonso with Don Schiff. And we were all were like, wow, Don's coming back. This is going to be awesome. But it was based on Unitopia and where to put them first. And then Dave Kersner. Um, and if you guys remember uh, from last year's lineup, we, we told people, hey, these people are here because they're going to come next year. We did that with Matt Dorsey when he did his solo material to Tracks. Yeah. We did that with Dave Kirsner when he did his little Unplugged, uh, preparing for his appearance this year. Uh, we also did that with our good friends in Evership, but unfortunately, Evership could not return this year. Uh, so we did have a scaffolding, right? We had Dave Kirsner, we had Matt Dorsey. Uh, we worked with Matt Dorsey as he was putting his band together, which is stellar, if you take a look oh, yeah. at that lineup. So, um, so Tom, I'm going to stop you yeah. right there because... Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if you, if you are aware of this, but there was, there was a very short time period when the progressive palaver's very own Paul Zotter was, was being considered for that gig. And, you know, he lost out to Randy McStein. So yeah, what well, are you, what are you going to do? <laughs> as, as losing out goes, Paul, I hope that's not, 
Yeah. I hope, I hope that wasn't, there's no sour grapes there. Um, Paul, you're going to you're gonna have to say that again because you sounded Cylon. Yeah. Oh, come on. That's mm-hmm. terrible. I Teddy. was just giggling that, that I got a text from uh, Matt with my name and Randy's name in the same text. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I mean, Randy's star has definitely started to fly. Um, Ooh, hell yes. And quite frankly, in my opinion, in this sole humble person's opinion, it took way too long for it to fly. It should have flown a lot earlier. Um, but boy, is it flying. And mm. Randy, Randy's actually going to do a solo set, right? Uh, right before Sweet. Uh, Matt Dorsey's band that he's in. And Andrew Collier on keys. I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, yep. it, it's, Amazing. it's pretty so, stellar. Which is great because it's, it's, it's like Andrew's finally coming back to the festival. Because remember, he was there with Circuline. Um, so, and 3.2. That's, that's right. So, you know, Andrew's a, an old alum. Um, and then, of course, uh, Dave Kurzer's putting his great all-star band together. There's, there's a few surprises that uh, he may have let out of the bag, but I'm not going to, just in case he didn't, uh, about who's going to be in that band with him. Um, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and then, of course, there was uh, the promise I also made from the stage um, when when uh, Greg Bendian came last year to help us put together Rachel Flowers' band, which hopefully was a great experience for everyone who got to see that band, <clears throat> um, that Greg Bendian would be bringing his project, the Mahavishnu project, to the festival. So all of that scaffolding was there, Paul, to kind of answer your mm. question. Yeah. And then it was, what do we build around that? So this, of uh, sometimes we've had years where we had a basic scaffolding and then filled in things that made sense, and other times we've kind of started from scratch. Um, so this year we, we looked at what we had, and, and, and I kind of I had an idea uh, in January that I returned to in March, which was each day would be focused on a, some sort of theme, okay? And so what it turned out to be was Friday is basically Prague Fusion Day, which mm-hmm. is why we, had, why we added very easily our great friends in Ad Astra, uh, and the Travis Larson band, because they happen to be doing a mini tour together. So we got, uh, you know, with six, you get egg, we, you, you, you get egg roll, right? So uh, it was great to have that. Great fusion day of various stripes and types. Saturday has become uh, American original progressive rock day. So American Prague, if you will. So that's why it starts with uh, now Eric Norlander yep. doing an opening set in front of Aziola Cry, and then Matt Dorsey's band with Randy McStein opening, and then Dave Kirsner's band with Rachel Flowers uh, opening. And then Excellent. Sunday has become International Prague Day, again, because everyone is really not from here originally. So it starts with uh, Dave Bainbridge and Sally Muneer, and heads into uh, Mystery, coming back down to us from Canada, and then finishing with, with Unitopia, preceded by Patrick Moraz doing something on the keys. So... If I haven't made any mistakes, I think we got the themes right. <laughs> awesome. You you, uh, you have just rattled it off the top of your head exactly as it appears on the website, which I just pulled those images shortly before we got on air. So, yeah, you know you know your stuff, Tom. Before we, we kind of dive deeper into um, some of the artists, and I feel like I should know the answer to this question, but I feel like I don't. So I'm just going to pose it right now. When when you're talking about putting this together, my understanding, my perception is that it's it's you, Tom, and and Anne, as you know, kind of driving this. Do you are you carrying all this weight, or do you have you know a, a close support system in terms of putting this together? I understand you know actually you know when the event's going on, um, but but. Are, are there people supporting you beyond you two? Hey, Ann, how you doing? Hey. 
It's it's great segue. Can you hear us okay? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, good. Great segue because the the person without whom uh, uh, prog stock uh, cannot happen uh, is sitting right next to me. And uh, uh, there were there were a lot of negatives in that sentence. <laughs> I think if you if you line them all up, he. I I'm I'm not sure that worked. Whatever. But um, but. but if it weren't uh, for Ann, there'd be nothing. The teacher and oh. me just came out, and I'm like, without whom, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> so it, it is essentially uh, Tom and Ann, right? You, you guys, it, it, you guys yeah, carry the I mean, load. Well, okay, so um, yes, although yes, uh, there are there are lots oh. of people that we ask for help all along the way. Look, look at the very first way we started this conversation. Um, Two of our five-year patrons tapped us on the shoulder and helped us solve our venue debacle. (laughs) There's no better word for it. Um, Um, The the venerable Rob Rutz um, is is a constant uh, sounding board for, you know... Just about everything. Is this the right decision? Does this read right? Should we really put this on social media? Um, you know, uh, Marty Dorfman on musical choices, on band choices. Cool. Okay. Um, uh, Tom Gagliardi from the very beginning, Same also thing. on musical choices and other things. Um, and there's a there's a there's a list, it, I, and we never want to like leave anybody off. But you always, as you start naming names, you're going to leave people. Well, you know, same thing with Rita Drew, <laughs> right? You know, oh um, right, right. But, oh, okay. So, so you know. yeah, yeah. And and without sort of you know purposefully neglecting anyone, this this is important. So you guys do have you know your sort of immediate support structure to get input on some of these decisions. Now, again, I'm going to assume Tom and Ann. You know, when the decision has to be made, you make it, but you, you do have places you can go to sort of pressure test these ideas. What if we get this person exactly. with this work? Yeah. Okay, exactly. excellent. And Good. Not, not to borrow from a politician, but that means at the end of the day, we are the deciders. Yeah. The, fi- ah, the, final, ah. the final onus is on us. Um, and, you know, that that is actually kind of one of the things that has had us lean away from, like, formally becoming a 501c3 because then you end up with a board and right. you lose the decision making authority right now right 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 now a board makes and you yeah. end up with these kind of decisions by committee and the dynamics change and and, and this is this is not a it's not a control freakiness thing it's a it's it's simply I, i've always and we jointly now have always had a vision for for lots of elements of the festival going in the way we'd like them to. And so we, we just, we feel that it's important for us to retain that final, does this really fit our vision? If, if there's something we have to, you know, change the shape of, or, you know, that's why the venue choice and knowing we had extra spaces and how we were going to use those spaces, believe it or not, now we're adding to the festival this year, things that we could not practically add in prior years that, that I had always wanted when I first started it. When I first started it, my idea was basically, and it was kind of goofy off the wall when when Robert Pashman and myself and Andrew Collier and Rob Rutz were talking about it, which was I want it to be Prague Festival of the quality of a festival like Rossfest. I say that because I, I, I never attended Nearfest, even though I, I obviously missed out on something grand. Um, but with the quality of Rossfest, but mixed with a convention feel like Comic-Con, where there's more about the industry there. There's more material. There's things that people can do that isn't just about forming 
uh, musicians. And it was always kind of tough in the space that we had. Now we've got our first year. We're, we're not trying to boil the ocean all at once. We're going to do some extra things this year and see how it goes and then evolve it and get it even closer to that vision. But it's all because but, we want yeah. what we want. I, I, I know it sounds kind of weird to some people, but that's why we, we, we stay. Well, and, the and there's, all, there's also the idealism that, that we follow that wouldn't necessarily pass muster if there were people that were more business-minded, let's put it that way. Sure. Um, well, we it's, what, a, what a way to say that we never make money. Um, we, we are not just, we're not just non-profit, we're sort of anti-profit. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, sound business decisions would include, you know, not necessarily paying artists that are on the stage. Uh, or not paying or, them what they're worth. Or taking a cut of their merch sales, which we refuse to do. Um, and you know, like taking a cut to benefit the festival, all we take is what covers the tax and the credit card fees. And, you know, everybody we talk to that is outside the understanding of the way prog stock operates is like, oh, you should definitely take like 20% of their merch. I'm like, uh, no. Like the fact that we give the multi-track audio recordings for free to every performing artist. We give the mixed live directed wow. video cut for free to every artist. The only thing they ever have to choose to pay for is the raw video footage, which they can, which Matt Urban is extremely generous with. Um, wow. Wow. You know, the whole thing is we want musicians to get value from this. And I'll, I'll be frank, it does come from my own experience. Um, some people may know. And, in and a, mine. In a, yeah. In a very, 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 very vanishingly small circle that um, I, I did some work initially with the band Circuline, which I think all of us love as a band. Um, and, nice. uh, you know, being on that side of it, helping them as, as, a, as a manager and, and such, to see what a lot of venues try to do and how artists are treated and, and dealt with. A lot, there's a lot of great negative examples there that Progstock kind of fights against just by its very vision and design. Yeah. So, you know, the, the concern is always making sure that we continue to fight those those urges to cut into what we consider to be the um the right thing to do. the right thing to do yeah yeah and you, you two are visionaries and we talk a lot on this podcast about visionaries and and uh you know people who are in control of things and make the decisions but but do it by you know illuminating the greatness of others and that's that's uh it sounds a lot like what you both do well it's 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 those things you said paul but with an extremely large generous helping of insanity yes. on our part. so uh, i would say that i say this with a straight face anyone who is already doing something like this or is thinking about doing something like this you have to be clinically insane do it anyway yeah and we we and it makes us very happy um well, this is our passion project this is the thing that allows our day jobs to not actually drive us insane you know um and so th this is what we do this is like as as crazy as it sounds and as much work as it is this is what we do instead of going on some like wild vacation with the money that we sink into the we don't have anymore <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
uh, <laughs> that we would otherwise use for you know something else. Um, so uh, I don't envy whichever one of you the editing job for this yes. show. So especially all Tom's coughing. You have to. <laughs> I can actually give you a snippet of it so you can use it for noise cancellation. If you can you? Excellent. <laughs> so, but, but it's seriously though, you know, I think, you know, the, the role um, that, that Tom, you and, and Anne play in, in the Prague community is, is generally recognized and appreciated, um, you know, for, for doing something that is special. And I think a lot of, Hopefully, a lot of our listeners, um, you know, understand that this is not easy, and but it, it is. There's there's so much value here, and and it's all part of, you know, this. This is why we've been doing this podcast. How long is it now, guys? Were we six years? I think um, because there's it, you never run out of material because there's it's just such a great community. And there's always something to to learn and discover, um, you know, to talk about. And and so this is, you know, this is part of it. And this is why, you know, we felt it was, you know, important for us to spend, you know, four weeks of our show talking about prog stock just to make sure oh. that, you know, we do our part because it's not it's not a huge part, but we wanna we wanna do as much as we can in in our corner of the world to make sure that people understand you know what you're doing why it's important and how fucking awesome it is yeah well, th guys thank you so much for yeah. any yeah. and all the time that you spend on this you know one of you earlier said it takes a village i think it was you ken uh you know it takes the, it takes a larger village in the sense that you know first the music industry isn't what it we all know that it yeah. isn't what it was um and what we don't have in the progressive rock community is anything out there that is telling anyone that this music is a good and B still being made. Um, hmm. We don't have the terrestrial radio stations that we probably all on this call grew up with. Those of you in the Philly area with, with the stations that are renowned there, me in the New York area with WNEW and the classic jocks that would play hell, they would play nectar on the radio because they could. <laughs> um, and now there's no more of that. And even on Sirius XM, where's our station? It doesn't really exist. It's, it's people are taking pictures and posting it on Facebook because something was played on D tracks once this week, right? So, um, what else can we do to tell people this music still exists? So that there are musicians that are devoted to doing it, a fan base devoted to supporting it, than these types of things. And awesome. we're all there is to keep it alive. Our little part that we that we try to do. I think all of us, us, you guys, and all the others, all we're trying to do is rise the tide so that all the boats in the progressive rock world stay afloat. There are pockets in your community that, that, that have the same ethos. I noticed that you're supporting New Jersey Prog House on your site. I think that's Alan and Amy Benjamin, if I remember correctly. Uh, so uh, and, and Jim Robinson. Um, and uh, yeah. John, John, Yard, John Yarger, Rita K. Drew, Sven Henriksen, yeah, and, absolutely, yeah. Um, Ray Laboda, you know, um, all, yes, absolutely, wholeheartedly. It's and, that it's that whole thing, a rising tide lifts all boats, we all have to be in this well, together. And, and the New Jersey Prague House contributes a, a large number of members of our volunteer group 
when we launch Prague Stock. So no doubt. Know, okay. Ray is our production manager this year. Are any of you so, gentlemen going to be at the New Jersey Progos event uh, in a couple weeks? Yep. Awesome. See Excellent. you there. It's going to be see fun. see you there. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. We go down to Prague Day every year. We're big supporters of Prague Day. Um, yeah. Coming up um, uh, Labor Day weekend. Labor Day weekend yeah, every Chapel year. Hill. Yeah. So, um, and I mean, I don't know if you, you remember when we did virtual Prague stock in 2020, but, you know, that year we did uh, about 140 virtual broadcasts, not just the actual festival wow. weekend, well, you're but all... You know, oh from, yes, you did. You did. From April through, um, no, like through January. Uh, that's, that's right. Yes. Um, and you know, in November we did Moogvember, and we had some some heavy right. hitters that that month. Uh, Jordan Rudess and Tom and Brislin. Tom Brislin and some others to you know to um, I think to we yeah yeah the yeah we had some, Adam Holzman came on. Um, oh, Andre yeah. Chumley did a really killer. Oh, yeah, Andre did a great, thing. did a great thing. He actually came on a few times. But the cool thing about that was, um, you know, Tom was helping a lot of artists with the tech behind doing live streaming with quality sound. Um, so as that year progressed, the musicians that we were working with were getting a much higher quality sound production going out through their live streams rather than just doing like, you know, I'm 10 feet away from my iPhone kind of stuff going out on Facebook right. live. So, and they were learning how to make money doing live streams. So, I mean, that was just a, a great fun thing to do, but we also did virtual prog day. Right. So we actually did a, we, 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 produced another festival or at least the streaming version you know, the of streaming this the live stream in, version in partnership with michael bennett from progda yeah so and you know michael was able to get bands from almost you know exclusively from europe that he would never be able to afford to all have all at one festival in north carolina um because he was you know he didn't have to fly any of them mm -hmm. over here right um, so that was, I mean, that was just a, a load of fun. And, and we love to do stuff like that. Uh, we, we keep in touch with, um, CPROG, um, and, you know, co, uh, promote, uh, for them. We've, we've, uh, stuffed our merch bags with stuff for Cruise to the Edge, um, before, you know, so there's, you know, lots of, um, we are more than willing to co-promote any progressive rock festival, any or progressive, anything progressive, <laughs> <rock>. <laughs> anything progressive rock. We had, you know, we've had our five-year patrons invited to like backstage things at at prog shows around the country. You know, just just trying to keep everything, you know, everything moving in the right direction. Um, so yeah, doing our own little part. Yeah. No. As much oh, as we excellent. can, um, and hoping for that same level of cooperation from everybody else is doing this. And again, if I haven't said it enough times, thank you for spending any number of shows, let yeah. alone four. Any <laughs> number of minutes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think we're championing our uh, our Gen X interests. Um, um, we adore, and we have been students of you know the entire uh, prog rock evolution. You know. Uh, uh, 
you know, Pat, Patrick Mraz representing in the house and uh, uh, delighted. I got to see Nectar in, in, in person, so, so, some of the original 70s uh, influences. But 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 now that this is, you know, let the mile marker zeros show up. Let, uh, you know, Dave Kersner and Matt Dorsey show up and let 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 the Gen X kids take over this uh, friggin genre. And let's let let's let, give them their opportunity to kick ass. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how much Azzyola Cry you've listened to, but holy cow, you know. Yeah, yeah. And that right. comes from some, with new music. Too. And that comes from someone who's not a big instrumental prog person. I like vocals, right? Mm -hmm. Tom can attest to that. But when I saw them at Prog Day last year, I was like, we have to have this band. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Okay. Yeah. It does, so the, it does so it. the youngsters in the uh, in, in in that in that lineup. Yeah. Right. Uh, it doesn't hurt that Tommy Murray's, uh, you know, laying down the, the beats in that band. And Tommy was with us when the Siberian was with us. Another great show. Oh, wow. That we really enjoyed. Oh. So, um, yeah, this is, this is, you know. Um, that, that war guitar is just uh, a beautiful thing. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You know, Jason Blake on that war guitar. I don't, he, he listened to his solo stuff. Listen to his stuff with Aziola Cry. It's all just, just gorgeous, gorgeous work. So. Yeah. All right, thanks for the heads up. Yeah, yeah, they're new to me. They're new to me. that's well, that's the guaranteed beautiful part of this. I mean, I mean, w w we know who we know, and we go there, and we always end up absorbing more than we bargained for. It's beautiful. Well, and to, cool. to me, one of the really fun things about Prague Stock is what we like to call the Prague Stock moments—the things that aren't on the schedule that happen sometimes they're announced in advance sometimes they're planned in advance sometimes they're planned backstage five minutes before they happen sometimes they happen in bob moog foundation what is now bob moog foundation plaza um people the, the musicians meet each other and they go hey you want to jump on this song here's the sheet music you know or you know or like or like listen to a backstage yeah. for five minutes and yeah and they just do it. Yeah. Or they already know the song, like Spain. Yeah, that one that comes to mind is is the rendition of Spain uh, that is on the Stratospheres DVD, yeah. which was literally planned five minutes before it happened. And it was all, uh, people might have noticed um, Rachel's um, piano was turned in a way that isn't common for her performing because Alex and her cute Sweet. throughout the entirety of Spain. Uh, which is just stunning. And if you if you watch that video carefully, what you'll notice is that Alex knew Rachel was a stellar pianist, but he was not aware that she was just as gifted on the flute. So right. when she starts to play the flute, Alex does a double take. And oh, beautiful. You, you can see Alex Skolnick just kind of, as the British would say, gobsmacked for just a second. <laughs> he, he just kind of, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I spoke to him a, just a few days after that performance, and he acknowledged the fact that he was blown away by the fact that As she we all were. that she stood up grabbed yeah, the flute right 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 did the, right, right. Did, the, did the flute part and then sat back down at the piano and continued and he just 
I just can't believe that she has that ability, presence of mind, just stunning on something that we literally decided 10 minutes before the show. <laughs> I, I did that double take when she was ripping David Gilmore solos in the after hours. Uh, oh, oh yeah. You remember that in 2019? Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I so, think it was that, that was comfortably numb. I think yeah, 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 yeah. 30 yeah, in the morning, yeah, yeah. comfortably numb. Yeah. Well, to be fair for her, it was three hours earlier because she's from California. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was in one of the dressing rooms laying on a couch trying desperately to get just a few a few winks in because I was just gutted and I and I was I, I couldn't because I kept listening to the music, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh yeah, I, that that solo was just incredible. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Rachel, I, I, yeah, you know, Rachel. I actually have I have a I have a quiz or question for you guys. Because mm -hmm. I see you guys there are others, of course, you know, we all know them, whether it's Tom Gagliardi, Marty Dorf, or whatever. But I look at you guys also as aficionados who have deep knowledge, lots of what's going on in Prague, past, present, and probably coming. Um, but I, I, I've had this weird thing this year. I, I think I've found an act that nearly no one has heard of in Space Junk is Forever. Probably. Uh, it, was, it was it was it was you as well. It was new to me. Same here. We found that uh, that yeah. act. Uh, it's really it's really the brainchild of one person, Jordan Holt, who was uh, up in the New England area, lives near Boston somewhere, and he was on a bill playing in front of Mile Marker Zero at a show that Ann had put together up in Southern Massachusetts, and. Uh, just again, floored by what this gentleman does and can do and has done for four albums that I haven't found anyone who'd heard of before. So please put that on your list that Sunday morning uh, to okay. listen to his stuff. Cool. Yeah, we, uh, you know, obviously the roster for the festival was pretty full. And uh, we're, you know, up there to see Mile Marker Zero and Head with Wings, uh, who I had pulled in for this. Um, and, uh, because Moon letters. Moon letters was traveling to Terra Incognito, and they had come out from Seattle, uh, and they just put together a little mini tour, and they had contacted this the this venue that that we know, and he'd asked me, "Can you give me a couple of bands to put on with Moon Letters?" Because nobody out here has ever heard of Moon Letters, and then he tacked on Space Junk is Forever, hmm. and I'm like, "Who is Space Junk is Forever?" <laughs> And then this guy comes out just by himself, plays the drums to tracks, and I'm listening to his tracks, and I'm going, so are you normally the drummer? And he's like, actually, no, my drummers keep getting stolen from me. I'm normally the keyboardist, but I play, every but, oh but I play everything. You know, he's a multi-instrumentalist, but normally on stage, he's the keyboardist. And I'm just, I just said to Tom, we, you know, Let's let's at least give him a listening party, because folks just have to hear this stuff. And then at least he'll be in Bob Moog Foundation Plaza, and he'll be able to, you know, do some jams with Roby Wan, and he'll get to nice. meet everyone. And you know, just let's get him to the festival, even if we can't make him part of the festival this year, because he doesn't even have a band right now. <laughs> so yeah, the best I'm, he can pull I, off is a listening party anyway. Right. I, I absolutely love that. I wasn't I wasn't really aware of this 
you know, perform by yourself one year and come back with a with a band the next year until I had I had met uh, um, Matt Dorsey in Montreal when he was opening up for Marillion, and he explained, Marillion, yes, what you a know, great gig that was. Yeah, he he explained, you know, that he had to put together a band in order to be in Prague stock because Tom and Ann said I had to. So I'm like, cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I, I'll, I'll admit that I'm kind of the fuel for that fire. I mean, I've, I've known Matt for, God, it's got to be close to a decade now. And, you know, he works with Dave Kersner a lot. And I used to, you know, work with Dave and, and worked with Fernando. And so, uh, you know, Matt has been telling me about this solo album for quite a long time. And he sent me a few tracks over the years. And, you know, so last year when the project thing fell off the roster, Matt was now no longer coming to the festival. And uh, I I just said to Tom, you know, I'm going to test something out. I called Matt and I said, listen, how far along is that solo album of yours? Wait. And he's like, it's 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 done, you know. I'm like, okay, why isn't it out? <laughs> well, um, I said, okay, so here's what you need to do. These are the phone calls that I don't, I'm uncomfortable with when Ann makes them to me. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, said, I, said, I said, so I want, I would like you to come do a half hour set, you know, opening set at Progstock. He's like, I can't pull, you know, this is three weeks before the festival because Project pulled out like a month before the festival like we were at Prague day scrambling to get the zappa band that's a story yeah and, and th- these are the kinds of things where you know this, these are the times when we call rob rots and say does this announcement read well you know nice. <laughs> um and so we're at Prague day scrambling with uh mike keneally to get the zappa band and and you know and he pulled it off for us it's just amazing you know mike keneally is the most wonderful person, most down to earth genius of of Rob. Definitely a mensch. Right, total. <laughs> and so I'm um, say, hey Matt, you know, I want you to do a half an hour. He's like, I can't pull a band together in three. He's like, I don't. You don't need a band. Get up there, sing, play your guitar. Mm-hmm. To, to tracks it's 30 minutes and and you launched that same set into friggin marillion weekend and, yeah, I, and, exactly. then I, and then i said and then you know next year you'll come back and do a 90 minute set with a band and while i said and while you're there we're going to talk to the various record labels that come to prog stock and and you know and see if one of them will release your album brilliant because in between now and next year there has to be an actual album for people to buy merch and so there you go the album rita k drew and the bandwagon drop let go and the album comes out and matt's coming back with the band and i think tom told you a little bit about putting the band together but kind of the you know for just a little story on that you know, talking to to Randy McStein and about being in that band, and you know, he's like, "Oh, you know, yeah, I'm really busy. Has a might be a lot of music to learn, and you know, math stuff is complicated. It's not, you know." I said, "Yeah, you know," I said, "But he really wants you to play bass," and he's like, "Wait, what? Bass? 
but Matt's a bass player. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he's got to sing. And Randy's like, but nobody ever lets me play bass in their band. He's like, I'm in. <laughs> right, right, right. So, you know, normally Rand, everybody calls Randy and they want him to play guitar and, and backing vocals, right? Or, you know, or come or, or lead sing, like, you know, Jane Getteroff and has him do lead vocals on, on songs. And, but they almost always pull him to play guitar, uh, much like Fernando Perdomo often, you know, is actually a bass player by trade. But he's almost always pulled to play guitar. So the same thing last year, I pulled Fernando to play bass in Rachel's band. And he Marcus, was like, yeah. he was like, bass? You want me to play bass? I'm like, yes. And he's like, on Tarkus? Holy crap, that's a big song, you know? <laughs> so, but Randy was like intrigued. Wait, Matt wants me on bass? Matt Dorsey, the bass player, wants me <laughs> to play bass. You know, exciting. So it's cool, you know, it's cool, fun stuff that happens when you pull when these things pull together and you know it, it's it's just it's great it's just great stuff to be part of yeah that's, that's probably to your question that you asked a long time ago paul um it's not haphazard there is some rhyme and reason but a lot of it is just kind of trying out every idea that might come to mind because it doesn't hurt to ask Excellent. and yeah. A lot of these musicians want to do it. Some don't, and there's no harm, no foul. People say no. They've got enough to do as it is. Um, you know, sometimes we raise the ideas. Others bring up the ideas. I'll tell you from the very beginning, in the very first festival, the very first opening act in 2017 was Rachel Flowers, Peter Jones, and Francis Dunnery. And that is 100% the brainchild of Marty Dorfman, who said, Peter wants to come. Rachel's already going to be there. We need someone to go and, and kind of work between them. How about Francis? And he put it all together. That's, that, that's how it goes sometimes. It's just try it out. Um, we hope to keep doing that year over year without fail because uh, if we ever have a year of proc stock, it doesn't have a proc stock moment. I, I think it's lost its shine. Well, and then <laughs> Francis started, I think Francis started the trend of the wandering minstrel hmm. because Francis ended up on the stage probably six times that year. Right. With kind of Dave Kersner band that like everybody was like, Can we bring Francis down? Sure. And now <laughs> and now that's 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 Michael Sadler who's constantly asked to be involved in it. Right. Oh yeah, so yeah. Michael yeah. Sadler's back this year. He does not have his own set. He's just he doesn't need his own set. He's just all over the place. And yeah. <laughs> I don't think he can handle his own set. He's got so much music to do yeah. and and learn. So that is awesome. And his son will yeah. be there to be our wandering reporter. So nice. Right, right, right. Yeah. Saren has basically grown up around Progstock. Yeah. You know, the first year he was there, he was just a, you know, a wee lad. And now he's got a deeper voice than Michael. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one thing I wasn't clear with, 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 with Unitopia is, it is, you said, Alfo, Alfonso Johnson was not on, but Chester was? Yeah, so so when that band was, you know, being put together for the intention of touring, even last year, let alone into this year, the band's lineup was obviously Mark Truak and Sean Timms, the core of Unitopia, um, right. and then uh, Chester Thompson and Alfonso Johnson being the rhythm section. Right. Um, 
and then um, uh, uh, Steve John, Unruh yeah. uh, on, uh, on lots of things, and then John Greenwood, their guitar player from from England, who's who's been with them for a number of years now. And um, but this year, when they were putting the tour together, they're doing some dates in Europe before they come and do their last date of the year here at Progstock, and the only date in the U.S. Um, they just the, the the scheduling and other issues didn't work out for Alfonso. So although he's on the new music and recorded it with them, um, that that role is being filled by Don Schiff, a great friend of the festival sure, yeah. with us, of course, uh, in recent years. Um, and uh, it's it's going to be great. Um, one thing that I think you guys probably know um, is that we also announced a show uh, before the festival on Thursday night, the fifth of October. That's right. what I was going to ask. Yeah, a, <laughs> right, and that's uh, that's that's actually a, 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 a sort of mini touring pair of bands um, that are making their way through Prodstock, and that is the Dave Kirsner Band and Genetics, the Genesis tribute band from Argentina, which will be going out on tour in August, a little, little later this month, down in South America with Steve Hackett, because that is Steve Hackett's backing band when he is touring in South America. So these are not lightweights by any stretch. These Incredible. are really, really good. And they're doing they're they're doing with Steve the 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 Genesis Revisited kind of thing. But up here with us and on tour with Dave Kersner, they're going to be doing the nineteen eighty Duke tour. Right. Uh, which mm -hmm. is, you know, upgrading it, if you will, to to crossing over into the Phil Collins era uh more strongly. And they're going to be playing Thursday night with us. And the thing that occurred to Dave Kersner and I, when we were sitting and talking about it is the way I've got the travel plans is that genetics is going to be playing the Duke tour on stage with Chester Thompson sitting in the audience watching. Brilliant. Oh my God. Oh wow. My goodness. Great explosion. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So, so that's interesting, right? Dave had mentioned when we talked to him, um, I believe it was last week about that, that sort of extra um, show on Thursday night. So going all the way back to the beginning of this episode, then, you know, this from the outside, this looks like sort of a late hatched idea. So how was it difficult to go back to the center and say, Hey, can, can we do it on Thursday too? Or, I mean, how did that come about? Okay. So it, 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 to be frank, since the idea of doing a pre-festival show on Thursday is something that isn't brand new, we actually did it the last two years before. Um, when I had first spoken to the venue starting in May of this year, uh, late April, early May, I said to them, here's the weekend dates. And by the way, I'm, we might also do something on the Thursday. Would that be okay? Cool. Um, and fortunately they didn't say no effing way. So and I, I think our I think our audience has sort of gotten used to something on Thursday popping up mm -hmm. because first we get lots of questions. Should I plan to be there on Thursday night? And even before we've got it all inked. <laughs> yeah, and and a, and a, a minute. A lot of people make <laughs> Thursday night hotel reservations in advance. You know, they, they, they kind of expect us to do something on Thursday. And then if we don't do something on Thursday, they'll throw a party on their own. But, you know, it's the Thursday night thing is extra to the festival. It is not part of the festival pass. It's always a separately. Ticketed. It's always a separately ticketed event. Mm -hmm. um, and 
and it has to be because it would make the festival too expensive. Right, but you know the guys from Genetics will be hanging around the whole weekend to enjoy the rest of the festivities, um, and then Dave, the Dave Kirstner band, will be doing a set Thursday night, but it will be what he's termed an unplugged set, so it will be stripped down. Uh, it won't be the full performance that he's doing on Saturday night. Right. Uh, there won't be the same songs played, and of course Saturday night as our headliner. He's going to not just do his band is not just going to do his new solo material and some throwbacks, but the entirety of Sound of Context and Dimension on Indeed. Uh, to celebrate its 10th anniversary. Indeed. Which I'm, and, and, I'm, and no that's, matter what I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in a seat in the theater. Watching yeah, that, that, that's why the drool is coming out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, is that what that is? Okay. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what that is. Yeah. Yeah. And Dave, Dave always wants to say, and I know he means this, that. There are some things that both he and I have talked about and that he's trying to make happen that he won't tell the world about, but that might just surprise and show up uh, at the festival. But there's some there's some other things up sleeves that we're trying to make happen and he's trying to make happen. And we'll see where, where it goes. But, yeah, so we hope people can can join us all the way from from back on Thursday. Um, one last thing I'll say uh, about the schedule and such is that I, I, I hearkened to it earlier. We literally just three days ago added Eric Norlander to the festival. Great. So we've had to update all the artwork and everything else <laughs> and get everything out there. And there will be sort of a, a grand announcement that we make uh, this coming weekend. But, you know, when Eric Norlander calls and says, hey, you know, uh, what do you guys think about me coming out to the festival and doing a set? Nice. We yeah. we uh we, we can go, do that. Well, we'll figure we'll figure that out. Hold on, hold on a minute. <laughs> well, he killed it in uh 2019. What was his band? Uh, uh Rocket Scientists. Yeah, yeah. right, yeah, right, mean, right. And he was with, playing with Don Schiff. With right? Don Schiff, exactly. Right, yeah. right, just be, right. Just because he said Rocket Scientists, this is Rocket Scientists' last set ever, doesn't mean we'll never see Eric Norlander at Progstock again. Right. And now we've got Don Schiff at Progstock, and apparently. They need to come to Progstock to see each other. So we, you know, <laughs> hey. Yeah. So I, I, I have to ask, having seen um, Alex Skolnick and Percy Jones and, and Kenny Grohowski, was Progstock kind of where, uh, and Tim Motzer, where, where those guys kind of got married? Because I know in 2019, wow. you, you had, I, I, I'm wondering if you guys are accidentally birthing other bands. Because <laughs> We know of cases where that did happen. I, I don't. Stein Miniman was birthed at Prague. Yeah, that that, or at mm. least the idea gelled finally at at Brockstock, because I know they had met each other briefly on prior cruises to the edge. In the case of Randy and and Marco, but if you're hinting Ken at did Pact come to be because of Brockstock or something like that, uh, I, I I think a lot of these guys know each other and have talked talked about working together. I'm not sure that that particular combination came together because of prog stock. But whether it was, these things don't have to have singular causation. Mm -hmm. They can be multiple different things and happenstances, you know, but we certainly know that's how Rachel flowers and Michael Sadler started making music together was because they, they met each other in the lead up to prog stock when they both knew they were coming. Um, so it's how that, Michael this, Sadler ended up on the Evership album. Right. Uh, this is look. this is, you know, it, it, I'm going to say this very clearly. I think this is an unintended outcome from the very beginning, but but wholeheartedly embraced that the musicians, many of them, want to collaborate not just at the festival but into the future. And uh, 
if if we're doing if if we're partly responsible, um, wow. Um, <laughs> I mean, Jimmy Jimmy Keegan is collaborating with Melanie and Martin. Hmm. Oh, that's neat. You know, from a distance, you know these these kinds of things, these kinds of collaborations, and you know, quite frankly, the pandemic is partly responsible for some of the collaborations. Like you know, McStein and Miniman probably wouldn't have happened as quickly as it did without COVID. They were home. You know, oh, they yeah. had yeah, time, yeah, yeah. you know, Jane Getter yeah. wouldn't have gotten her, you know, Anomalia album out as quickly as she did had it not been for the amount of time, you know, her and Adam had been home working on it during COVID. They had the whole thing in the can, but they had plenty of time to, to work on the mixes during COVID, you know. So there's just, you know, there there's that. And the fact that during COVID, we all worked really hard on our ability to work from a distance in kind of this remote, you know, environment that we're all, you know, collaborating on this episode, um, you know, and it, it became the, the way of doing things. Awesome. So um, Progstock now, you know, brings artists together from around the world as it as it always has and you know always wanted to and folks start working together i, I know like todd werner is working on an album with fernando and eric pachea from yeah third eric pachea from third degree and yeah. and also on something with uh um someone from japan uh who worked on the the peter banks album with fernando so um you know, Matt Murdoch, is that his name, I believe? I think so, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they, Matt Murdoch's band in Japan just played out to sea. Oh, wow. Uh, in, in Japan without Fernando. <laughs> you know, and Fernando so, already, already has a tribute band. But, you know, Matt was on the cruise last year and he was part of Fernando's out to sea band. So it's, you know, the cruise does it, we do it. It's not, you know, it's not solely prog stock that causes these collaborations. It's all these kind of mini convention festival atmospheres. You know, the prog stock is, you know, I've always said it's kind of like the cruise on land, right? We, we, the, the artists stick around, they do meet and greets. Everybody gets to talk to them. They, they hang around and, and go to, you know, the re the local restaurants that they hang out, out in the hotel lobbies. Yeah. There's, there's lots of interaction with the, with the artists and a lot of our, uh, a lot of our attendees are musicians. And so there's just a lot of, you know, cross pollination, cross pollination of, yeah. of, uh, and you know, you guys all know in days past, these types of collaborations between major artists always felt forced and always felt, driven by marketing and dollars. These people are in settings where they work together because they actually honestly like each other's music and want to work together. And it's just awesome. So if we're a small part of it, we're, we're, we're happy to be there. The, the picture behind you, Paul, is making me very hungry. Well, well I put this here for you because uh, I, don't, I don't know if you remember when you guys came out to uh, see Total Mass Retain in Kennett Square, 
I refused to buy you a seafood salad sandwich at Wawa because it was just too late at night. So, exactly. Um, right. So I still, I still owe you a sandwich. So I, you know, I, I remember half of the bottle of bourbon that we drank. That That's right. I don't remember so well. Outstanding. So, so just to remind our listeners, then we have been talking about Prague Stock 2023, which will occur in Rutherford, New Jersey. Friday, October 6th through Sunday, October 8th, with a separate pre-show event on Thursday, October 5th. Um, Tom and Ann, I believe the like VIP top-tier tickets have been on sale for a while, but I think single-day tickets go on sale shortly, if I remember that correctly. Yes, September 5th is the next a fulcrum date for everything. Fulcrum date. Single date. I like yeah. that. Yes. There you go. Um, uh, my engineering background comes out. So um, single day tickets, uh, single day passes will go on sale on September 5th. And producer passes, which are the three day uh, passes that cost a little more with some perks. They will actually stop being on sale that day. Okay. But regular three day passes will continue. And also on September 5th, we'll make the streaming, the Stage It streaming passes available for people to purchase. Outstanding. Cool. Any other uh, last thoughts? The other thing that will happen on September 5th is that the the pre-order for the T-shirt will stop. Will cease to be. Oh, okay. So you'll, you'll have to purchase the T-shirt at, mer- at the merch desk at, at the merch desk yeah. price well, because we can't do pre-orders after a certain date or we'll, you know, run, we run into the wall at that point. Yeah. So that's also why the, that that's actually also why the producer passes go off sale because the producer passes come with a merch pack and that stuff has to be ordered, you know, cool. so it's, it's, it's not about, we want to yank this op- option away from you. It's, it's about logistics. As, as okay. always, there's a reason. Oh. Uh, we we've been threatening to bring uh progressive palaver monogrammed autograph sharpies to give to the artists and we just want to make sure we're not stepping on anyone's toes you don't you don't have an official sharpie vendor right right okay no i'm sorry well the folks at staples keep turning down my calls (laughs) (laughs) absolutely absolutely bring bring that and make that a part of of the experience absolutely no question fantastic Good. Yeah. And, and and anything else you might want to uh, to <laughs> to uh, grace the audience with is is certainly welcome. Yeah, I mean, you know, guys, um, you know, you guys are going to be there. Are all of you coming this year? We will be there in force. At least I I'm I'm probably I haven't set my travel dates yet. Trying to figure out exactly what that looks like. I will be there Saturday. I will be there more than Saturday if I can manage it. But but gotcha. The, gotcha. Paul and Paul well, you know, and Ken have more flexibility because they're more yep. local than I am. Right, exactly, exactly. I, I know you're you're a bit farther away, Joe. But uh, you know, um, uh, if remember, we we have a, a whole area where 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 vendors and other exhibitors can be as well. And far be it for me to suggest that any of you not sit in a seat in the theater and enjoy the whole thing. But if you guys wanted to bring some more stuff to to promote and push the palaver to other people, please do. And if you need a presence or, or an just, area for it, let us know. Okay. Or we just want to awesome. bring something with a QR code on it or something that gets stuck in the merch bags or, you know, oh. it, it does, you, you don't actually have to man a table to, to make that happen. 
Um, and and by all means, please send us your logo so we can slap it on the Progstock website as 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 folks that support the festival. But, but somehow superimpose the logo on a hoagie. <laughs> Man, if we can get a Wawa sponsorship for this, that would be next oh, level. Come on, <laughs> we'll take it. Oh. We'll take it. Oh. Quick check, Wawa, any of the above. That is outstanding. Tom and Ann, do you have any last little bits of knowledge or advice for our listeners with regards to Progstock? One thing I want to remind people of, because we made reference to it. The producer passes have been on sale since the beginning. They are a way to basically, you know, uh, effectively put some more financial fuel in the tank of the festival. They're they're a bit higher priced passes, um, but you get some perks in return. Um, it's it's what other people think of as VIP, but but you know we, we try to limit what that really means. It doesn't mean that there are things, many things that people who don't purchase those passes can experience. There may be one or two. So the producers get a special merch pack. Some of that merch is, is only for producers that we make it specially for them. But this year, actually the producers and our five-year patrons who are our biggest investors, if you will, have access to a special time with Patrick Moraz uh, on Friday afternoon before the festival actually really starts. And so we want to let people know that's the way that they can gain access to that if they wish. But if they don't wish, it's okay. Patrick will be around the whole weekend. He's performing on Sunday. No one can keep him away from Roby One's keyboards out in the plaza. Um, he's already threatened to to jam the hell out of everything in sight. So, I, and, yeah, and he will not be performing in that on that Friday event. Right. He'll right. be showing. He'll be sharing video content and doing a Q and A. It's not a performance. Uh, and the reason we had to limit it is the movie theaters are actually smaller than the venue. Okay. So we had to come up with a way to limit the size of the audience. Right. So that was the best way we could think of, you know. We um, had the the joy and pleasure of seeing Patrick at the Yes 50 Festival in Philly. Anyone yeah. who hasn't experienced Patrick Moraz in real life... You're in for a treat. Bring a seatbelt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. 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 Yes. Okay. He is fantastic. Oh, um, I'll tell you there that, uh, of course, you know, a lot of the prior exhibitors will be with us. Paul Whitehead will be, th uh, be there with all of his fine art and also a special video presentation that is open to everyone. Yep, he's got his first come for the serve. Um, also... Last year's kind of hit of the festival, if you will, outside of music, uh, the pumpkin sculptor Dean Arnold will be returning this year. I to saw do that, some more yeah. Magic. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun all weekend. Um, we have a, a, a bunch of other new sponsors and vendors who will be around. Uh, but everyone remember that the, the Bob Moog Foundation will be there as, as they've been uh, for many years now. Michelle will be there with some other people around her. And uh, we do a lot of the things that we do that are things like other revenue generation or auctions or what have you, they're really meant to benefit the Bob Moog Foundation, and we give most of the proceeds to it. So keep that in mind. Um, what else can we say? Uh, there's no late night jam, right? That's kind of no, no, good. no. The, the late the late night jam will be hopefully a lot of us cho chopping, uh, sawing wood at night and sleeping. I know to thank actually God. have the 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 the, the stamina. Keep this going. 
2019 was a stellar, incredible year, but boy, did it cause us to burn our candles from all three ends. <laughs> was, okay. We were, we were wrung out incredibly. Um, so maybe okay. in the future, we'll think of ways to bring a jam back into the festival, but not this year. Well, that's what Bob Moog Foundation Park is all right. about. Yeah. There's an yeah, outdoor so, so jam all day long. If you can produce the goods, uh, Rob Schindler and Rob Rutz will, will put you on the list for a song. If you can uh, deliver, uh, sure. is my is 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 kind of their their mo. As long as the weather is good and uh, and the talent's there, they'll they'll keep it moving out there. That's yep. outstanding. And, oh. and if the weather somehow defies us, there are plenty of spaces in the venue that we can migrate. Oh, good. Um, foundation yeah. into yep. so the nice thing about this venue is there is a second theater mm -hmm. that is separate not not the one that tom was talking about where we're going to do the meet and greets there's actually a separate theater with a separate stage um, a small one but it's, it's still it's there small but if we yeah. had to we could migrate roby one inside if you know if the if the sky decides and, to open up. And remember the theme this year, Joe. Um, it's not merely, you know, incredible or anything. It is unbelievable. Yes, yes, it's unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. Absolutely well, unbelievable. I, my, my new theme is fulcrum. I like this. So if, Fulcrum's good. <laughs> is, there a, is there a fulcrum for the hotels, or have we narrowed it down to Homewood and Fairfield? Yeah, so currently uh, you're looking at the website, I'm sure. We're currently uh, only having rates um, for the public struck with the Homewood and the Fairfield. We are going to be working on some more. Um, the way we look at it is a lot of people, you know, it's funny. When we announced the new venue choice, which came out in May, basically, um, there are literally, I, I know of 10 people who had to immediately call hotels in Rahway they had booked their rooms a year in advance. Oh my God. Wow. So I know wow. that people like to plan ahead. I get it. Fortunately, hotel reservations, if you do them the normal, the proper way are the easiest things to change. Right. Um, so um, that didn't really mess people up, but we recognize too, that we can't let too much more time go by. Um, so we're trying to find some more deals with some other local hotels. We're not going to wind up with all of them having a rate for us, but we're hoping to add, one or two, maybe three more to that list for people to choose from with better rates than advertised. Um, but we, that's the best we can do right now. We did fill the Homewood block and they added more rooms. Oh, cool. wow. So, cool. You know, Great. They cool. did expand the block. Um, They'll keep watching. That, that one is the closest hotel to the venue. It's if you're, if you don't mind a 15 minute walk, it is technically in walking distance. Um, but there are 20 hotels in a two mile radius of this venue. So it's not like Rahway where there's like five or six and then you really have to go the distance to get to the next chunk. Cool. This 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 is Rutherford and with MetLife Stadium and you know and American all Dream and, Mall. and the American Dream Mall and all the other things that are Rutherford, there are a lot of hotels in the in the area. Yeah. Um so your your hotel apps will will give you a, a smorgasbord. Right. Uh, check the ratings because the you, you do have to be careful the area, you know. Sure. Yeah. Right. You know, twists and turns, right? So right. Um, uh, you look, didn't, look for those stars. You you, you didn't ask this, Ken, but I know you're sifting through. 
Um, we are, uh, we, we tried to make it clear about parking. Uh, you know, obviously we recommend that anyone who's coming from a place where they're staying in a hotel, leave their car at the hotel and just use Uber, Lyft, carpooling, whatever. I mean, there's, it's not far away. Um, uh, in fact, the Homewood Suites is going to provide a shuttle, uh, to the venue and back. Um, nice. so that's, that's okay. great for people who stay there, but only if they stay there. Um, but also in the town of Rutherford, if you need to have your car nearby, there's metered parking. It's not very expensive. There's a garage uh, called the Kip Avenue Garage that we know people can park in. But if you just go two blocks, and I mean just two blocks away from the center to the outer reaches, you can park on the residential streets that are not metered. So that's mm -hmm. all fine for you to use. And we're also working with the borough on potentially another parking solution for people. We just haven't solved that problem yet. We'll let people know as soon as we do. Yeah. Outstanding. I was just going to ask. I, I noticed that the Giants and the Jets are both away on this weekend. So, oh yes, yes, uh, um, that's I, a good fortune. Chose wisely. Yeah, actually, I'm going to say yes. no. That was an accident. Like <laughs> I, I, we were, we were going to be in another venue, maybe three towns away. Okay, uh, but still in North Jersey. And I was trying to work out the details when I was told about the Williams Center, and I'd said yes, and then, uh, and then, like a few days later, I'm like, is there going to be a football game? <laughs> <laughs> I ran, and, and we ran and looked, and no, both both teams are away. Um, so, and, 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 and unfortunately, and, they don't they don't do concerts there during football season, right? Right, because they don't want the field to get destroyed. Yeah, we drove we drove up one weekend, uh, one day to oh. see the festival when Taylor Swift was in town uh, at the MetLife Stadium, and uh, wow. yeah. No, and then and then a couple of weeks later, we completely avoided the town because Ed Sheeran was playing MetLife Stadium. Oh my and gosh, it was just as much of a disaster area. And wow. I believe this weekend Beyonce's there, so we won't be going anywhere. Wow. Yet. Um. So yeah, it's but Taylor Swift was a particular phenomenon because yep. she brought in like 10, 18 wheelers full of oh. merchandise that were surrounding the Meadowlands and also at the um, American Dream Mall. So you didn't even wow. have to go to the concert to buy the merchandise. Mm -hmm. she, she's a smart cookie, that one. That's amazing. She, yeah, she, she didn't have to make money off the tickets. She was making money off the merchandise. So do we, do we want to try and make this show go to midnight? Is that? Nah, we're good. We're no, we're, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> We are going to thank you, Tom and Ann, for your time. I know you've been out, like you said, doing other things for Progstock. So we appreciate you carving out some time to, to talk with us. We are, as a group, super excited for this year's Progstock. And I'm thrilled that, you know, the three of, of us here from Progressive Palaver will be there at least part of the time together, which is going to be awesome and look very much uh, forward to to talking to you and, and Ann, Tom, assuming you're not running around 85 different places, but will you say, hey? <laughs> we, we are extremely ecstatic that all three of you are finally going to be together at this event. Um, it's just, uh, just thank you guys for everything you do. Uh, Excellent. Period. Not just, not just in support of us, but in support of everything that you do um, as we one of the fellow people putting water under the boats. So. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. We learned about you at uh, Yes 50 because you were diligent yep. enough to have a table there and you 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 you've reaped the rewards. You you, you you put in the time, you talk to people and eventually, you know, they know who you are. I, I'm going to I'm going to have to say 
we didn't have a full table there. We actually shared the table of a great friend of ours and a great friend of the festival, Tom Brislin. Yep. Uh, oh! we, we thank him constantly every day, and we're just blessed to have him as a friend. Um, and boy, what he and Joe are doing in the band Kansas is incredible. It's fantastic. I get to see them in November. So really excited about that. Wow. You're going to be prepared to be blown away. I, I am prepared. All right. Excellent. Thank you guys so much. Look forward to seeing you you in October and we'll be talking to you. Thanks. Thanks I'm going to go eat a hoagie now, Paul. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Progressive Palaver. As always, we've enjoyed sharing the conversation with you, and we look forward to your thoughts, comments, feedback, and questions. You can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, what used to be Twitter, threads. We are at ProgPaul on all of those, or search for Progressive Palaver. You're welcome to email us. Our email address is progpala, that's P-R-O-G-P-A-L-A, at gmail.com. Progressive Palaver is available for subscription and download on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or presumably wherever you find your podcast. And we are, as always, hosted on SoundCloud. So until next time, thanks for listening. Make sure to throw in the word crap every so often just to make your life hard. <laughs> no. You can, you can, you're allowed to shit. swear on progressive palaver, Tom. <laughs> yeah. we... Well, fuck. That's great. <laughs> <All right>. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. <laughs>